All right. Uh, hello and uh, welcome to episode four of MBS Virtual. Uh, my name is Dirk Reince. I am the founder and event chair of MBS. Uh, thank you all for joining us today. Uh, we've launched this online series to keep the MBS community connected. Uh, for those of you that have not attended any of our events, um, the goal of MBS is pretty simple. Uh, we want to continue to push the industry forward by bringing marketers together to discuss the challenges and opportunities in mobile, uh, network and learn from each other. Uh, we've got a great lineup of speakers scheduled for the next several weeks. Uh, as you'll see, we'll be covering the restaurant, uh, automotive and CPG industries. Uh, if you're on Twitter or Instagram, please feel free to give us a follow. And uh, if you hear anything today um, that might be relevant uh, to your network, uh, feel free to use the hashtag MBSVirtual. Uh, lastly, I encourage all of you to submit any questions you might have for our speaker, uh, and we'll be sure to address those uh, at the end of the interview. So I want to uh, thank Nancy and the Visa Ad Solutions team for their support. Uh, so I'll go ahead and turn it over to Nancy to give us an overview of Visa Ad Solutions and introduce our speaker, Christopher Thomas Moore from Domino's. So uh, Nancy and Christopher, uh, thanks for joining us today and feel free to take it away. Great. Thanks so much, Dirk, and happy to be here with all of you today. Um, hope everybody's staying safe and healthy during these uncertain times we're going through today, right now. Um, so as you mentioned, my name is Nancy Newman-Gray, and I work within a group at Visa called Visa Advertising Solutions. Uh, the solutions that we have can really help you better understand your customers and to be more efficient and effective with your digital targeting and measurement. Our goal is to help you do more with less and to get the most out of your advertising dollars. So we've built a suite of pro products, which is based off of the powerful data set of the VisaNet transactions, which has over $4 trillion in annual US spending across over 900 million cards. So it all starts off with a product called Visa Spend Insights, which is a planning tool. Um, you can think of it as a benchmarking tool that will allow you to understand spend share, loyalty, and, and best performing DMAs all compared to your peer set. You can then turn all of these insights into action via our product Visa audiences. And we have over 400 syndicated audiences available and have the ability to build custom audiences specific to your individual campaign needs. And then really to close the loop on it, we have our Visa ad measurement product, which helps to connect the dots of those exposed to your campaign to those who are actually purchasing in store or online at your stores. Uh, and all this is done with the privacy and trust that you could expect from Visa. So, so now, so the fun part, and I think the, you know, the reason that we're all here today, uh, I'm thrilled to be here with Christopher Thomas Moore from Domino's to talk a little bit more about navigating change and preparing for the future. So Christopher, welcome. And uh, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your role at Domino's? Absolutely. Good afternoon, um, everyone. Uh, my name is Christopher Thomas Moore. I am the uh, Vice President of Media, Digital Marketing, and Product Development for Domino's, which probably means if you're asking the question, what the hell does that mean? So, <laughs> so I have a few areas that uh, fall within my organization. Uh, so uh, all of our digital marketing that we do within the United States uh, sits within my team, so our paid and owned um, digital marketing efforts. 
uh, are all within that organization. I also have a small group of individuals that manage um, kind of as a digital consulting group um, our international market. And so of the 90 plus markets that Domino's is in, about half of those uh, leverage technology that we build here um, within the corporate office to manage their online ordering. And my team kind of works with those markets to provide consulting services to optimize those digital channels and digital marketing efforts. Um, I also um, have the responsibility for all of our media on from a TV and nonlinear video standpoint. So um, planning and execution of those plans uh, set within my organization. And lastly, uh, I have uh, the exciting responsibility for our uh, product innovation or menu innovation. So really any of the food that you eat from Domino's is developed uh, and created by my team. So I have a hodgepodge of an organization in Domino's, but it's super exciting every day because it's something different. Conversations from pepperoni to Facebook all in one hour <laughs> is what I experienced. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's quite a big role. And I think, you know, covering so many different aspects of the business, I'm sure there's never, never a dull moment and being able to piece all those different uh, teams together must be uh, really interesting. So excited to, to talk a little bit about, you know, what's, what's going on with Domino's. So, you know, as you know, we're all uh, in some very new and unchartered times right now. Businesses and stores, you know, are now reopening, but have been closed for, you know, for months across the world. Um, and we're all really learning how to adopt to this kind of new normal that, that we're in right now. Um, so Christopher, can we talk just a little bit about like how, how's Domino's been handling all of these changes, you know, even from an internal perspective to start off with? Yeah, I mean, we are in a totally new environment in so many different ways, right? Um, 2020 has not been the friendliest year um, in, in many ways. You can say that a lot. And you so, can say that again. Yeah. <laughs> Ditto, right? Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, as we approach this year, um, or, and specifically um, COVID-19, um, you know, we, um, you know, no one was really ready for that scenario. Um, and so our organization had to pivot on a number of fronts to be able to respond to the needs of our customers as well as our team members as it relates to safety. Um, and being a brand that um, is deemed essential as we provide you know, food for, for individuals, um, we um, really, our team members are on the front lines. And so we had to um, ensure, you know, first that they were safe and able to conduct their day-to-day -day job functions in, in the safest way possible. But secondly, that our customers were safe and we could maintain the highest level of product and food, uh, but also um, continue to provide an elevated experience, which is part of what is um, just ingrained in the Domino's culture. We're very much, you know, experience-centric and um, to, we had to really frame those up and decide what that meant uh, when we were faced with an environment with uh, having to change the personal interactions that we have with our customers on a regular basis. And so um, at the same time, we were you know, challenged with new pressures uh, from an organization standpoint as we were you know, forced to go home. And um, 
within our corporate office, we are very much the culture of face-to-face. -face. You know, a lot of hallway conversations, a lot of meetings and conference rooms. I mean, we have an entire wing of the building that's called the conference center, just because we need that many conference rooms. And so for us, it was another, you know, dynamic change in that building this work from home culture that had not really existed domestically within our business in the past, with the exception of our teams that are in the field, um, really at the drop of a dime. Um, but I think that what has um, set Domino's up for success through, you know, these very trying times, um, really I'd look at it from two fronts. One is that there was kind of some vision and foresight on what would be important for our business. You know, had Domino's not leaned into technology in the way that we have in the past, you know, we would not have been prepared to respond to, you know, this contactless environment that exists now. Um, you know, we would not have been prepared to offer up the services that we do to our customers in the way that we do now. Um, so that foresight and planning for the future um, was really important for us. But secondly, it was the level of agility to be able to pivot um, and respond to the current needs of our customers um, versus be locked into a plan that we know is no longer relevant based off of the environment that we're living in. And so had it not been for those two things, um, we would not have been able to respond as quickly and in the way that we did. So um, I'm just really thankful that those were, were not the obstacles that we had to face. Uh, there were a lot of other ones, but um, because of the fact that there was some planning and foresight and, and forth thinking into um, pushing our brand to be tech savvy and agile in our response uh, really kind of set us up to be prepared and, and work through the environment that we're in. Yeah, that's it's really interesting, and I I think this whole you know for for those of us that are able to work from home has really changed the dynamic. And I think you know even from our perspective, Visa, like how's this going to work? Are we all, and and it's worked well. And I think you you know that the fact that you were prepared for these things ahead of time is, is so helpful. But I I almost feel in certain ways just because we have a lot of people on the West Coast, some on the East Coast, even a little bit more connected with people, right? Because we we are kind of all in this together. But, you know, we're invited into people's homes through all their video and things like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that there's going to be some good things that have, have come out of, you know, all these tough times you've been going through and people are feeling a, a bit more connected, which is nice. Um, so I'm, I'm glad yeah. to hear you guys have been so agile and adapting to everything so well. I've met more pets and children than yeah. I have over the two years that I've been with them. <laughs> same, same here. We have a, a famous picture of one of our SVPs who has um, twins that are very young, and one of them was like hanging from her, you know, shoulder during a meeting with like hundreds of people in it. But uh, yeah, everybody's getting to know each other a little bit better, which is nice. You know um, what I do think too is I think that this environment has opened up a level of realness that was lacking in our corporate structures. Like, I feel like I, I know people on a different level. Like, to, to see someone's child, you know, hanging on their shoulder or, you know, the, the random conversation that's going in the background because they didn't know that you were on a conference call. Um, I think that, like, what I've enjoyed is the realness of these experiences. Like, it's, it's no filter. The filters are kind of gone. 
Um, you know, most of us are in pajamas or, you know, very casual wear during the day. And so, you know, like it's, it's just a, it's a different reality that I've really enjoyed meeting people on a different level than I knew them before this all occurred. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. It's, uh, it's actually been, it's been quite nice. So, or a little silver lining, hopefully. Um, but, you know, one of, one of the things that I've seen um, being such a, a big priority for Domino's, like, and, and others, like context, contactless has been a key term, you know, which we're hearing more and more, right? And I think, you know, at Visa, we have seen a, a huge increase in what we have, which is tap to pay cards, which is allowing consumers to purchase, you know, in stores without having to touch any of like the POS systems. Um, and we have up to like 175 million active tap to card pays, uh, tap to pay cards in the U.S. right now. But I think, you know, Domino's has done such a fantastic job at perfecting this whole idea of contactless pickup and delivery. Um, and I'm sure, you know, this is something that clearly didn't happen overnight um, and, and took a lot of time. You know, I think as we talked, it's clear that, you know, food and consumer safety is, is a top concern to Domino's. So I'd, I'd love to talk a little bit about some of the changes that have happened at Domino's to really kind of bring this whole idea of contactless pickup and delivery to life. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a lot, you know, because for, for us, this, this conversation of uh, contactless was just so against kind of the DNA of who we are. You know, we are a brand that's about the people that we service and, you know, those personal touches of the relationship, the, uh, the smile from our, our team members, the um, relationships that we, we build are all based off of, you know, contact, handing over this pizza, hang, handing over your meal. Um, you know, and so we had to kind of define what, what, what does it mean to be contactless? You know, what is it? Um, and and uh, it's uh, lucky for us being a global brand that we have, you know, stores within um, Eastern Asia that were really some of the first to experience changes in their organization as a result to COVID-19. And so we were privy to have that opportunity to kind of learn from them on how they quickly addressed uh, the scenario. And, um, but it still did not give us a long runway to have like a lot of thought around this and like kind of build out the most refined structure. We needed to act and we needed to act right away. And so um, it really was a full court press. You know, we knew that everything that we had planned for the year from a media, from, you know, an advertising standpoint, those things were no longer important. It was addressing the necessity of building structures, processes, and tools to facilitate these new experiences that were a necessity uh, for both our team members and for our customers. And so, you know, there were tons of debate, because actually I think at the time when we were even looking at the phrase contactless, like that wasn't even an official word. <laughs> it right. was like let's 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 like really kind of define what this means. Right. What does this mean? For a delivery company, you know? And um so um but I but because of the agility that lives within Domino's, um, you know, we were able to to anchor around some decisions that initially were not perfect um and had a lot of gaps. Um, but address the the environment and the scenario that we were in. And then those were the foundation blocks that we actually built and refined against. 
So we are a brand that views ourselves as a work in progress brand. We're always improving and always focused at what the next improvement could be. And as we launch new developments, that's somewhat of the same mentality that we have, right? That do we chase perfect? Um, yes, we do. Is everything perfect? No, it's not. But we, we work towards refining and, and learning um, in production states how we can, you know, improve those processes. So, um, you know, that, that went from everything from operations. So how do we deliver a pizza? How do we, you know, what do we build in the form of pedestal so that we could put the pizza somewhere safe and that wouldn't be damaged as we can step back and allow the distance that's needed for the customer to come out and acquire their, their meal? Um, how do we facilitate that from a technology standpoint to provide those options and change the experience to highlight uh, the new delivery and carry out practices? You know, how do we change all of our communications to be relevant in these conversations to ensure that people knew that those services were being offered by Domino's? So there were a lot of shifts um, in kind of what we were doing in the past that we had to undergo in a very short window of time. And for the most part, a lot of that was done while we were no longer in the office and trying to get used to working from home. So um, it was a really dynamic, constantly changing environment. And I'm really proud of the work that we did um, with all of those pressures that existed uh, because we, we do have a, a process that protects both our team members and our customers, but ensures that they have a safe, uh, enjoyable, delicious meal as well. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it's, it's so crazy to think about all the time and planning that goes into what you're doing and then you really kind of have to scrap it all, throw it out the window and, and start over. Um, it sounds like totally. you guys have such, such an amazing job at, at being agile, you know, and, and adapting to all of that. So like, like in your stores to kind of facilitate this whole process of, you know, the you know, pizza in the oven to when someone picks it up. So they like, we're talking construction as well within to build this out or was some of this already kind of in the, in the works beforehand? Yeah. And part of, uh, luckily for us is that we've had um, really strong, you know, food safety practices, you know, since the beginning of time. <laughs> and, um, and so like there were aspects of, you know, we don't touch your pizza after it comes out of the oven, it goes to 450 degrees. And so it's, um, you know, that temperature really kills, you know, germs and, and, and other elements. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, there are things that we've always done that we had to really kind of more or less articulate for customers because there just was not clarity. Um, there were a lot of questions that existed as far as the safety of food. As you looked at Google Trends, some of those search words against food safety were skyrocketing and people just were not sure if delivery of food was safe or if we should just, you know, revert back to just grocery store shopping. And so we just had to highlight, one, some of the great things that we were already doing to protect our customers. But secondly, yeah, we did have to think of some new operational changes. And, um, you know, like, for example, the pedestal that we developed. So that way, we, we were initially like, well, how do I do a contactless delivery and it might be, you know, the ground might be wet or I don't want to put someone's food on the ground. So, you know, we uh, work with our, our, our suppliers and, and partners to, you know, build out a new corrugate box that we can put on the ground to put that barrier there as well as leave behind um, for our customers to, to help facilitate that safe delivery. 
um, you know, mask that had to be created and which was really complicated in an environment where PPE was very limited um, that protected our team members as well as our customers um, during that transaction. Um, yeah. And a lot of um, technology updates to facilitate that experience, you know, so that customers were aware of it through the ordering process, but also could, you know, specify in their ordering flow, you know, what do you want us to do with your mail when we arrive? Where do you want us to arrive to? Is there a different space than normally we enter, you know, or, or meet you at your door? Would you like us to meet you at your garage because there's more space? You know, there, there were a lot of considerations that we had to put in place to be able to open dialogue with our customers to make sure that they saw that there were options there. Um, so um, over the course of probably about a month, there were just every week we were rolling on a new feature, new update, um, new something um, to just address the complexities of the environment that we were in. Um, and, you know, at first, you know, there, it required a lot of debate, you know, because you were trying to plan for unknown scenarios. And Domino's, we're a testing culture. So with everything we do, we always test, evaluate, research studies, you know, qualitative, quantitative research. So we generally know really well, you know, if something's going to work. But we didn't have that luxury with this situation. We had to run and, and get moving. And so, um, you know, we refine along the way as we learn new things. And we're constantly learning and still learning. So we're, we're continuing to update those experiences as we speak. Yeah. And I, I mean, so I was on your app and like just looking like even the um, ability to like chat in real time on the app and like all the updated store hours and, you know, all of those kind of things that people are really curious about, you know, you guys have really built in and, and made it seamless for, for people to kind of interact, get, you know, a delicious meal in a safe way. So I, I think you guys, again, you know, just, just really amazing. And I, I can't say enough, like the whole idea of the pizza pedestal, like when I had first learned about it, I was like, that is like, something simple but so smart and like really thinking about you know safety food quality and you know like anything on a pedestal is good right you you always want to have that so i think uh that was a, a genius idea so kudos to you and the team for your creative thinking there you know and that's a really good example of a kind of evolution of thinking so when we first started it, uh, we have, you know, our, our, what we call our heat wave bags, which are the bags that we, you know, keep the pizzas in as we're running up to your door to pull them out so that mm -hmm. they're nice, hot, and delicious by the time you get them. And so we started this process with putting the pizzas on that uh, heat wave bag. But one, the heat wave bag doesn't have like a really sturdy construction, so it's not the like most sturdy thing. Two, it required then that after every interaction, we had to go sanitize and clean it. And so to uh, identify the fact that we have this leave behind corrugate of this pizza pedestal was just like a huge progression in the right direction. But we started with the heat wave bag because we needed to address the current scenario. And then we evolved over time to get to that pedestal based off of learnings that we had through uh, kind of trial and error. Right. Well, I would say that this was a successful uh, outcome. So very, very cool and really, really innovative. Um, so I guess, you know, as we kind of thinking about all the, the huge strides that, you know, Domino's has made in the last, you know, 10, 12 weeks or so to ensure, you know, a delicious meal safely picked up or delivered and, you know, for everyone, not just your consumers, but also, you know, all the employees at Domino's. 
have you made any changes in your overall like advertising tactics or or messages to your clients um, during all this time? I know I've seen many, many commercials um, over the past few weeks. Um, so curious if you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we have had we had to make um, really a lot of changes. Um, some of the messages that we were planning to roll out from a TV standpoint were, were no longer relevant because they showed the you know personal interactions that's part of you know our brand but we're no longer acceptable uh, practices in the state of covid um we noticed that you know our marketing messages had to leave because because of the fact that we weren't talking about the fact that we had contactless as an option um people weren't sure and so we had to lean into those messages to provide a level of comfort and security with our customers around the, the features and the options that we offer to protect them and our team members. And so um, there were a lot of leans against messaging to be relevant in acknowledging the, um, the complexities of our new environment. Um, and we saw that those changes specifically in, in arenas where, you know, in digital where we can track performance much closely, um, we did testing against some of those phrases and saw so much benefit from the conversation. Um, and I think it just comes from awareness and um, being able to answer the questions that are out there. And so, um, so we found that not only was it the right thing to do, but it was the most beneficial thing for us to do for the organization um, because it, it helped convey uh, what was important and on the minds of the customers. Regardless yeah. of what message we wanted to promote and talk about, customers wanted to know would they be safe. And so we had to make sure that we were projecting that across all of our platforms um, to provide that level of comfort to them because without that, there would be no relationship. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, the, the messaging in this time that we're going through is, is so important. And whether it's a message of, you know, hope for the future for, for, you know, stores and things that aren't open. But I think for, for the places that were able to be open, like really addressing the situation, letting them know, cause there's so much uncertainty right now, right? Nobody knows, you know, what's open, what can I do? What, you know, where can I go for, for dinner or, or whatnot? So I think you guys did an amazing job and it was, I mean, the number of commercials, you really got them out there. And it was one of those things where it's like, oh, contactless, they're open, they're here there's the website, download the app. Like it was really like, it just made something I think that I, I think everybody's getting maybe a little bit sick of cooking every night and everyone being home. So like it, it kind of <laughs> took all like, you know, the, the guesswork out of something for someone where they could say like, you know what, tonight's family pizza night and we know it can come right to our door and we don't have to think about it. Um, so I, I think that that was amazing. Um, and I, I, you know, I'm curious, I know we talked a little bit about this, but so you had all these new commercials talking about this whole new contactless, you know, everything new, and you had to make and film all these commercials in the middle of a pandemic. So how, like, what was that like? I can't imagine like trying to get all of that together. Um, can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, I can. So my counterpart on the advertising side is uh, Kate Trumbull, our Vice President of Advertising. And um, she had to just scrap all of her plans <laughs> and start over. And, um, you know, we were one of the first brands to come out with a, a, a Zoom, uh, a Zoom filmed uh, commercial. And we did it with our, uh, we had a jobs commercial that we did with um, our uh, members of our franchisee base. 
Um, and all of those were, were filmed using, you know, their cell phones or, or laptops within their stores. And uh, we had to have, you know, our director on and, you know, coaching through Zoom uh, to uh, tell the kind of, you know, move your angle here and you could turn to the left, to the right, you know, like all of those things that you would never imagine having to do remotely became the reality of our situation. And so um, I have just been amazed at the fact that the team has been able to produce what they have from a content standpoint um, remotely. And we did that, um, we've done that now multiple times and, uh, and we've created a lot of net new content, but have done it in a remote way, which is just completely foreign to uh, how our advertising has been created in the past. And so through this process, there's been a lot of great learning you know, um, that we will probably apply in the future. Um, a lot of great um, insights to kind of how to be uh, more uh, rugged and, you know, raw in our approach. Um, but I think that, you know, it was something that showed our um, connection and awareness um, to the current environment, right? If, if mm -hmm. all of our productions were, were high quality productions, uh, you know, it would question, you know, the relevancy of those in, in the environment we're in, right? We just, right. we have a commercial that's running currently where it's featuring, you know, uh, people talking about the benefits of this COVID environment and quarantine environment we've been in, you know, that you can eat now with your family every night or, you know, wearing pajama pants every day, you know, uh, <laughs> Like, but all of that was done via Zoom, and right. um, and so it's been it's been really interesting, and um, that we can still have really important messages created that resonate, but that are done in a way that is completely atypical from anything that we've ever done before. So yeah, it was a fun. Um, well, it probably wasn't fun for the advertising team at the time, <laughs> but it's been fun to watch on the outside as they've uh, kind of identified this new normal for them and how they're conducting business. And um, they've just done a phenomenal job with creating that really great content that um, is relevant. It is what we experience right now. And um, as a result, it's definitely been resonating with a lot of customers. 100%. And I think, uh, I mean, all the, all the commercials, you know, were, were done so well. Um, and you would never have known people were kind of, you know, doing things on the fly at home and stuff like that. So, um, so that's <laughs> exactly. great. And I, I will say, you know, pants with zippers right now are completely overrated. So I'm all about, the, <laughs> all about the pajama <laughs> pants. <laughs> totally, totally um, agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you, you kind of touched a little bit about this, but like all of these new learnings, all this agility, all the new things you're doing, um, do you, do you think these are things now that you, you've seen such success with that, you know, this will continue on uh, for the future of your business or kind of, you know, like where the brand will be, um, you know, moving forward after all these learnings and this, this crazy time that we've been going through? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I think the, the, the magic question that we're all asking is, you know, what is new normal? And, you know, no one really has the answer for that. And, um, so some of these new um, practices, some of these new um, offerings that we're providing, um, you know, will they be with the brand um, 
forever or will we, you know, eventually fall off? And I think for us, we've always viewed that our best way of evaluating things is to put it in front of customers and let their voice be heard via their interactions or lack thereof with um, the tools, features, and experiences that we design. And so for us, I think we'll maintain these experiences as long as they make sense and are relevant to our, our customer base. But the desire to maintain a level of agility and responsiveness to you know, the environment um, that we live in and the communities in which we serve is definitely paramount for us. And that will not change. Um, that was part of the DNA of the brand before. It was what facilitated the ability for us to be responsive to the current environment. And, and it will be part of the brand thereafter. Um, so we will continue to monitor and, um, you know, identify the aspects of our environment and, and the customers in which we serve that need to have some level of impact on how we do business. And uh, once we do identify those things, we will continue to respond to those things as we have. Um, because a brand that lacks relevancy or understanding of their customers, their need states, the pressures that they have, the tensions that exist in their life, um, they're put in a very awkward situation when trying to convey something to your customer. Like, how are you telling me something? You don't even get me. You don't even right. understand me. And right. so that listening part and responding based off of what we hear um, and what we see and experience from our customers uh, will continue to be part of the brand. Got it. That, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And it sounds like you, you and the team have you know, built this kind of infrastructure and ability to be agile. And it's just a matter of you know, adapting as, as things change, which I'm sure they, they, continue, they will continue to do. So it, I think it's, it's proof in point that you, know, you put your mind to something, you adapt. And I think you were exactly right with you know, being relevant and, and you know, having messages to consumers that really you know, resonate and, and make sense with the, uh, to them. So kudos and it's, to and you. It's not, a, it's not like a, a light switch flip and all of a sudden you're an agile environment organization. <laughs> you know, I worked you know, in, in multiple organizations that had different structures, some that were more agile than others some that were more responsive than others. Um, and for me as a marketer, you know, my, my responsibility in those organizations is to move us in the right direction. That movement might happen slowly, it might happen quickly, but I need to continue to put pressure on, you know, the teams that support our organization, the organizations within the organization, to ensure that we are all kind of thinking of how do we respond in scenarios that we have not planned for. Um, you know, this environment that we're in currently was not planned and these type of scenarios, um, the likelihood of them to happen in the future, you know, are, are very high. And so hopefully many organizations, as we have as well, have learned through this process that we've gone through for the last few months that there are opportunities within our organization that we need to address to be able to address the next time something like this happens. And luckily for us, a lot of that was already in place, but there have definitely been things that we've noticed that, gosh, we really wish this was like this because we would have been able to do this more effectively right. or faster. So, so it's a journey. It's so continuous, yeah. 
Yeah, you got it. It is a continuous cycle and it's not going to happen overnight. Um, so, you know, though, you know, I'm an example of an organization where we were in a better place. Um, I know the reality of situations that's not the case for a lot of people. And so um, I just suggest that we all make that our focus as marketers and leaders of our, within our organization to make that a priority of having those tough conversations to try to push our organizations in the right direction. Got it. Words of wisdom for everyone. I think that's, it's super, uh, super smart. Um, and I, you know, not only has Domino's been, you know, successful in, in being agile and ensuring, you know, your employees are safe, ensuring your customers have a, you know, a, a safe meal that's, you know, delivered to them in, in a way that kind of, goes with with everything that's going on now but alongside of all of this new messaging new commercials new infrastructure you've also um, started a new program called feed the need um, so I'd love to you know have you tell everyone a little bit about this program and, and how Domino's is helping local communities absolutely so we are a boots on the ground organization you know we have in the United States, over 6,100 stores that are um, in every community in this country. And um, as a result of being you know, a citizen and a neighbor in these areas, um, we know very intimately the needs that exist in the communities that we serve. And so um, as you know, many American citizens faced um, you know, economic pressures that you know, they could never imagine, you know, as, um, you know, the accessibility uh, to food um, became a question as, you know, our frontline workers and, you know, nursing, grocery, and across all the other industries that were open, um, you know, were, were working and putting themselves on the line. Um, we had to identify how we could help um, in the communities that we service. And, our decision was not to do this kind of corporate out scenario, um, but we wanted to provide um, the air cover and the ability for our store level team members to help identify those opportunities that existed within their own neighborhoods that we could help through the donation of uh, pizzas. And so our goal was to give out over 10 million slices of pizza as part of Feed the Need. And, um, and we're still in the process of doing that. And we are still you know, celebrating um, weekly um, progress reports from different markets as uh, different franchisees and uh, store managers are activating on that, that promise. And um, it's just been great to see um, what we call internally the power of possible, that when you pull people together um, when you, you know, are all aligned on one vision, um, the possibilities are endless. And, um, and it shows really the heart of this brand. Um, you know, one, one example that I just was just touched by was to see, um, and this was not even COVID related, but it, it really highlights kind of the reasoning why our approach to feed the need really started locally. And this general manager um, was uh, at his store and noticed like there was this really bad traffic situation that had uh, literally hours of traffic sitting right in front of his store. And so people were in their cars for 
um, you know, an hour plus just waiting to move from just in front of his store. And he saw that, you know, these people have been sitting out there and decided upon himself to, you know, empty out his uh, refrigerator in his store, um, as well as go to the neighboring grocery store, convenience store and purchase more water and filled up a shopping cart and just walked the street um, handing out waters to people that were sitting in their vehicle. And um, not requesting anything, not handing out a coupon with it. It was just to be of service and to help, you know, his fellow neighbor that was in need at the time. And that starts with finding the right people for your organization, right? It's not everyone that has a philosophy, but that is really what we look for in our talent. That's what we look for in the future leaders of our organization. And um, to see that be brought to life and highlight uh, the mentality um, and the values of our brand was just great to see. Um, And again, it was not self-serving. It was just about doing what was right and doing what we could do to help. And so that's kind of the, the catalyst that makes Fee the Need so powerful that when you have, you know, people with good intentions and uh, that really care about the people um, that they live near and around, um, that we could do some really powerful things when we join forces. Absolutely. It's such, um, when I, when we talked about it, it's such a heartfelt story. And I think it's like, you know, the simplest little act of acts of kindness make such a big difference um, and really help people feel, you know, loved and that people, there are good people in the world and we are all going to get through this. And, um, you know, I, uh, I would wish I could have been there to, to meet him because he sounds like such an amazing person, but yeah, it's, it's all mm-hmm. these things together that really kind of keep us as a community and a world together and, and moving in the right direction. So really happy to hear that. Um, so I think, yeah. you know, one, just one last thing, you know, with all of this that we've just talked about, um, you know, I think some of the key points you talked about was, you know, trying, you know, to be agile, um, to make sure that your, your, you know, your message resonates with, uh, with, you know, your customers, um, any, you know, and any other words of wisdom or, you know, is there anything about, you know, how all this performed that you wanted to share with the group? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say that, um, you know, our, our responsiveness, um, you know, our ability to, um, you know, flex where we needed to flex has definitely um, been very valuable to the brand. Um, you know, we've, you know, made some reports on performance um, in advance. Um, and, you know, the numbers um, have been, you know, really solid. And, um, you know, that's not the case for, for a lot of businesses. And um, so we feel very fortunate. Um, as an organization to have, you know, the trust from our customers and from consumers um, to still be, you know, a part of the decisions that they make each and every day around, you know, what food they eat. Um, And for us, we just want to stay relevant to them and um, ensure that they understand that, um, you know, at the end of the day, they are what is most important to us. And so, you know, listening, to our customers and interacting with them on a daily basis to understand 
what is important with them uh, for them and what's not um, is is really important to us. Um, you know, being able to um, drive excitement in our organization in a new environment where I can't see you every day, you know, um, is been another new reality for us. You know, um, we've done a few virtual happy hours and I actually enjoy them. I would first, I was like, this is going to be really weird. This is going to be <laughs> odd. But the simple thing pay dividends um, when you show people you care. And to me, that's what it comes down to. It's about um, the care um, and consideration for the people around you. And um, I think we definitely need more of that and are based off of the current events that we're seeing lately. But I think that um, regardless of it's COVID, regardless of it's inequalities that exist in our environments and in our culture, um, if we care about people um, and what's important to them, um, I think we'll, we'll build a better outcome. So we'll, we'll continue to anchor around that as we move forward. Absolutely. Well, well said. And I, I do think like we were talking, like all little things go a long way and uh, you know, who doesn't appreciate a, a smile or a nice gesture and I am very anxious to, uh, you know, when we finally get to the point of not masks, not having to wear masks, being able to smile at people. You know, I, I said it at the store yeah. once when I was with someone, like, they, like, moved out of their way. So, you know, I and then I'm like, I just smiled at you, but you couldn't see because, of, you know, my face was covered. But uh, the gentleman kind of laughed. He's like, I could kind of tell from your eyes. Like, so I think people are getting new ways <laughs> to know uh, this, like, indirect communication. But um well, th thank you so much for your time, dear Christopher, and really congratulations to you and your whole team on on all the amazing work that you've done over the you know the past few weeks. Um, you know, I'm sure we have some questions uh, from the group. So, we don't have anything and else? I just wanted to before we before we took those, I just wanted to thank you, Nancy, for the discussion today. Really enjoyed uh, the conversation, getting the chance to meet you, and continuing conversation past this. And also just wanted to thank Dirk for the opportunity again to um, come and talk um, on this platform. I always enjoy it and um, am really um, thankful for the opportunity just to, to share. Because at the end of the day, you know, something that was said on this conversation um, helps just one person that was listening think differently and take advantage of, you know, the wins as well as the failures that, you know, I've experienced and it's all for for the good so so thank you uh both for the opportunity yeah, thank, you. thank you yeah we we had one quick question uh come in kind of christopher what are your thoughts you know relationships with the aggregators and to take that you know a step further obviously we saw what happened with grubhub uber um you know and, and just being here in chicago talking to some mom and pop shop restaurants you know they have a different view so i'm just curious kind of what your thoughts are you know Obviously, you guys have a robust delivery platform, um, but from a large corporation, what are your thoughts of all the different types of ag aggregators? Yeah, I think that um, for us, you know, it is very important as we talk about relationships that um, we, Domino's, own and have uh, full right to all aspects of the relationships with our customers. Um, and that includes the digital order experience all the way to the delivery of their food. And so uh, because of that, we feel like um, there's no better place for a pizza to be ordered than Domino's. 
And so um, currently, um, you know, we're not active with, with any aggregators within the United States. Um, but, um, you know, we are I'm completely aware of the fact that the aggregators uh, bring a new offering and uh, bring um, a new element um, into our space. And so, you know, we, we are working and have worked to ensure that we do what we have done in years past uh, to the best of our ability, uh, because that's uh, what's going to be most important. And um, so we're just going to continue to lean in on, you know, good value, um, you know, great food and um, phenomenal experiences. Um, and that's what's going to be, at the end of the day, the most important thing for us. Well, uh, thanks again to uh, Nancy and Christopher and everybody that joined us today. Um, I hope that you can join us um, next Thursday where we'll be hosting the VP of Digital and Off-Premise at Chipotle. Uh, please have any colleagues uh, RSVP on our website if you think they'd be interested in attending. Uh, thanks again and uh, have a great rest of the day, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.